All right. Welcome to the Cowboy Connection podcast. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is going to be episode 51. Uh, Kevin Cooley here with Bill and JR, Bill Plouffe, JR Vizane. And uh, uh, Tad won't be joining us, but uh, he'll be back. He'll be back here before long. We're about a about a little over a week and a half late from our normal schedule, which isn't all that normal. Sometimes it just happens, but um, uh, yeah, I had some health things come up that kicked me in the butt and put us back a little bit, and I'm still trying to recover from that. So uh, here we are, Bill. Good to see you, Jr. Glad to be here with you. How's it going in your part? JR still down in Texas. Bill's up there in, in the uh, cold air of Mon central Montana. How's everything going? Yeah, good. It's warming up, so I'm melting off. I was up in my hometown on Sunday to pick up some tractor tires, and it looked like we was living in the banana belt compared to the highlight in Montana. They got some snow up there. I told my mother they better start filling sandbags if it warms up because if this all comes off at one time, they're going to be flooding them. Mighty Milk River up there. But uh, now I think everybody up here is thankful for all the moisture we are getting and just believe in God for more. Um, trying to make decisions on what kind of crop to put in the ground. A little reluctant on the high dollar perennials still because we don't have a lot of sub moisture but someone told me that helps to build deep roots because they're going to go hunting for moisture but i'm not quite sure if i'm embracing their theory yet or not so that's an expensive experiment right there so yeah 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 it's trying to we're trying to get some of these old timers nailed down this went through these a lot of them you know they they tend to have a little better advice than uh um uh what's the right word here uh just uh Less experience. Um, philosophies, yeah. So. Well, I was talking to Ryan Hanna here the other day up there in, in that northern North Dakota area, and he said it, it hadn't, it's not cooling off anytime soon for them. They're still pretty cold. And we've been we've been warm enough that the snow's melting slowly. We we're kind of afraid it was because we're still deep in the snow. It's starting to melt, <laughs> but we still got a lot of snow on the ground uh, in Matitsi, and of course. You see a video of Jr. in his in his sweater. It's nice and warm down there in Texas. So, hey, I had to I had to put a neck scarf on yesterday. It was like fifty five. <laughs> Wind was blowing, so I had a sweater and a neck scarf on. Yesterday. You wouldn't be wearing a neck scarf in in Montana if it were fifty five. <laughs> That's exactly what I said too. I was like, "Man, this is embarrassing." I've acclimated to this. Said I guarantee, if I called home and it was fifty-five degrees, they'd be running around in a t-shirt right now. That's right. That's right. Fifty-five is is uh, shirtly weather. So, and they're, up here. they're showing fifty-seven here next Thursday. So yeah, it's uh, it's well. Bill's gonna be putting on his swim trunks and swimming in that flooded milk if it gets that warm yeah well i won't well don't hold your breath on that buddy <laughs> i was i was telling my kids we went riding the other day and josiah only had a sweatshirt on and i says man you need more clothes than that did you bring any he said no i said buddy i said i have a coat with me in july you never know 
(laughs) Well, we don't have anything over about 45 degrees over the next two weeks, but we got a 45% chance of snow tomorrow and Friday. So, and Saturday for that matter. So, uh, I I love the idea of the snow melting off and I got to tell you right now, I'm tired of complaining about winter. I'm ready to start complaining about summer. So, well, I think you, you got to quit complaining, man. It tells us not to complain, buddy. <laughs> I know. I'm just having fun. It doesn't do any good. Although we've been covered with snow since November, I haven't seen grass since November. So, but anyway, here we are. Doesn't do any good to complain. God's put us, put us in, in wonderful, beautiful places. So we're going to love it. So, all right. Well, we're still in John. And uh, we're in John 8. And so uh, if we look at John 8, 1, and and we've already chatted a little bit about. Nine, uh, what's that? John 9, right? John 8. John 9? Am I wrong? I hope so. Yeah, John no, 9. I'm I sorry, studied, guys. I studied the wrong, I studied the no, wrong no. chapters. My mistake, John 9. Here we are. John 9. So, yeah, I, I was just looking at the wrong one. John 9 said, as he, as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned this, who sinned, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or, or parents but that the works of God might be displayed on in him. That's a really hard pill for some people to swallow. And we're going to dive deep into that statement right there. It says we must, um, uh, let me, let me read that again. It was not th- that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day, not night is coming. When no one can work, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground, made mud with the with his saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with mud and said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which uh, means sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. And uh, it, uh, I'll just read a little bit more. The neighbor's. And those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said it it is he. Others said, no, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, then how were you, your eyes opened? He answered, the man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to Salome and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. And they said to him, where is he? Uh, he said, I do not know. So we're going to stop right there and we'll spend a little bit of time talking about this, uh, this first part. There's a lot of meat in the, in the red letters right here. Um, the red letters, for those who don't know, uh, if your Bible's a red letter edition, all the red letters are, are, are Jesus's words. Uh, anytime Jesus speaks in our American, some of our American Bibles, uh, the letters are highlighted red so that we understand or we have that that uh, that idea. Um, the belief system and the belief <laughs> system that that still exists among some people today. And look, 
let's let's just start right off the bat. Um, everything was perfect until sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world, death entered the world. So when sin entered the world at the fall of man and Adam and Eve, then we see over the course of the next couple of hundred years, people live in six, seven, five, six hundred years, four, five, six hundred years. And and slowly over time, bodies began to decay because of sin and life expectancies diminished or decreased. And so we see over time as we read from the creation of man to the to the fall of man to to, you know, the Gospels, we see lives beginning to to shorten. Right. It's not fable. It's not fiction. It's real life. And that is because sin entered the earth, right? And so sickness, illness, disease, blindness, all these things entered the earth because of the fall of man. So at its origin, disease and sickness is because of sin, but it's not because this man sinned, right? There's a delineation, and I hope I, am I saying that clearly? Am I saying that in a way people are going to understand that, Bill, Jr. I think so. Okay. So so we understand that sin entered the earth, entered 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 the 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 game at the fall of man. What th these guys are asking is Jesus is 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 he sick? Is he blind because of his sin or because of his parents' sin? Because of something his parents did. And Jesus says, "No, it was not that this man sinned or his parents but that the works of God might be displayed in him. So, uh, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and just take off. Anyone, anyone have a, have a starting point with this? Bill, you uh, want to run sure. with it? JR, go ahead. No, uh, well, I'll, I got a bunch of rabbit holes to go down here, but I'll start with the, the very, first verse is uh, as Jesus was walking along this is the NLT version as Jesus was walking along he saw a man who had been blind from birth um, if we look back to 859 where we let off um, it says that at that point they picked up stones to throw at him but Jesus was hidden from them and left the temple so Jesus it doesn't give the timeline between 859 and 91 but the presence of the text allows me to see that Jesus was walking along so he was not rattled he was not uh he was not scared he was not anything from having a near-death experience right prior to this. He wasn't scared to display um, the power of his father, even though he knew that it was going to bring more chaos to, to those that were around him. Um, I have jotted down here. Uh, they were trying to stone Jesus. He was not shaken or disturbed. By the almost deadly confrontation, he was calm and poised with a confident disregard to his enemies and their hatred. 
So I just think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot to be learned by the character of Jesus here. Jesus was often criticized, yet he was never ruffled. His emotions did not control him. Um, he had a different power about him, right? The emotions of of nearly getting stoned to death did not phase him. It did not ruffle his feathers. He was quiet of spirit, and he had a marvelous calmness in the presence of those who misjudged and insulted and slandered him. Um, next, in 9-2, as his disciples call out to him, they're, they're wondering why the man was blind, right? Jesus instantly turns it. He doesn't dwell on the theological puzzle of why the man was blind. He doesn't, he doesn't, I, I, this, this study here, this scripture here holds at my heartstrings a lot because I am often asked this question with my wreck or I'm often, often I hear kind of people saying why would they let why would god let this happen to to a good man and my first response well if they really knew me they would know that i probably freaking deserved every bit of it but it it isn't that god put this on me as a punishment for past sins or anything it is jesus turns the character of jesus here he doesn't dwell on why this bad thing has happened why this man was born blind gee i don't i try not to let people dwell on why this happened to me because it gets stuck in the rut you, you you'll wear yourself out trying to figure out why this happened to me i've worn myself out trying to figure out why this happened to me right jesus instantly turns it on to what god can do through this it, he does not dwell on the on the puzzle of why this happened, but turns the turns the the question on to what can God do in this disaster? What can God do through this through this earthly quote unquote bad thing that's happened to a good person? Right. Nine three then says so the power of God could be seen in him. The blindness wasn't a punishment from God. My wreck wasn't a punishment from God. My spending the last four and a half years in a wheelchair isn't a punishment from God. Yet he allowed it to happen and to be a part of his plan and his will for my life. Because God wants to work in it and through it, even in the midst. Romans 8, 28, right? All things can happen for the good of those that love God and are calling to his purpose. Um, all the the hardships, the trials, the, the, the sufferings that we go through aren't punishments on us. They might come from being out, walking out of the favor of the Lord or because we are walking in sin or some of these things, but all of the hardships, all of the struggles, all of the trials, all of the quote unquote bad things that happen, God wants to work through it. Jesus pointed the question away from why it happened to what God can do in it. So then my mind started drifting to 
the power of God, the works of God. What is the power of God? What is the works of God? Um, first and foremost was is the forgiveness of sin and salvation. Uh, the power of God raised Jesus from the dead, right? The resurrection is the ultimate power of God. Salvation, eternity, eternity in heaven rather than in, in hell and in despair is, is the greatest power of God, right? Um, then we see the power of God in healing miracles. Later on in this chapter, we we see we see the physical power of God. the The eyewitness power of God was that the man was was could see after not being able to see. He could a little spit and some dirt rubbed on his eyes in a bath in a pool. Then he could see. It wasn't it wasn't the spit in the dirt or the bath in the pool that healed him. It was the power of God that healed the man it was the power of god that performed the miracle and it pointed to jesus it pointed to god it pointed to the omnipotent omnipresent all-knowing all-powerful god that we serve right um other powers of god that i thought and dwelled on are wisdom um no fear first timothy 17 we don't have a spirit of fear when we have the holy spirit living inside of us when we have jesus living inside of us when we have the resurrection power that lives inside of us we have the power from all these we have the strength to do all things we have we have we have the the bill and i have been talking a lot about this a hungering for the supernatural when I show up in the in the natural and let God show up and do the super, right? So we have the supernatural wisdom. We have supernatural no fear and worry. We have supernatural no anxiousness in anxious times. We have supernatural deliverance when we need deliverance. We have provision. We have protection. We have a change of thoughts Romans 12 2 we have change of hearts uh we have self-control we have Jesus <laughs> grace mercy we have the cross um the power of God to me is Galatians 5 the fruits the fruit of the spirit right so yeah. Through all of our suffering, through all of our hard times, through all of our trials, the power of God is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, the power of God was revealed through Jesus pointing to him, showing how good God is. Uh, so... I have a verse. I didn't memorize this one, but I wrote it down. Psalms 1611. I think this is a great picture of the power of God. Um, and the Holy Spirit being led by the Holy Spirit and and all of all all of it in encompassing the one. Psalm 1611. You will show me the way of life granting me the joy 
of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. So, <clears throat> I have struggles. I have frustrations. I have roller coasters of emotions. I have <clears throat> hard times. It's not all roses and, and, and daisies and glory for me, right? But as I seek the presence of God, as I seek living a life led by the Holy Spirit, as I, I had to change my, my vocabulary because I, I oftentimes invite the Holy Spirit into my situations and invite the Holy Spirit into my life. Well, I did that when I was nine years old. The Holy Spirit has lived in with me ever since I confessed him as Lord of my life. I had to start stepping into the presence that is already alive inside of me. I, my flesh takes me out of that. My thoughts, my worries, my my selfish desires, my everything else takes me out of that presence. But the more that I change my thoughts, the more that I change my heart, the more that I seek the Holy Spirit's guidance on my life, the more that I seek to be led by the Holy Spirit instead of a great big roller coaster graph it's starting to change it to a little less roller coaster on the graph right so that present it's in that presence that that we feel that power john 10 10 tells us that the thief's purpose is to still kill and destroy but jesus's <laughs> purpose is to give us a rich and satisfying life so the enemy the devil satan the thief tries to steal our peace he tries to steal our patience he tries to steal our wisdom he tries to steal our 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 love he tries to steal our joy he tries to steal our gentleness he tries to steal our self-control but jesus wants us to jesus wants to give us a rich and satisfying life that comes from his presence that comes from seeking the holy spirit first corinthians 1 24 uh, Christ is the power of God. Let me read the scripture here so I don't mess it up here. 1 Corinthians 1, 24. Go read it by yourself, 18 through 20. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go to verse uh, 24. But those called by God to salvation, both Jew and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. If we want all that God has, all if we want a rich and satisfying life, if we want joy through our sufferings, if we want to find peace when there when we don't think the peace can be found, if we need strength when we don't think we're strong enough, if we if we want if we want whatever it is, if we want joy when when there looks like there can be no joy to be found we got to go to Jesus, right? We got to go to the Holy Spirit. We got to go to the cross. We got to go to, go to, we got to go to him to get the wisdom, to get the, to get peace, to get joy, to get, to get the fruit of the spirit. Christ is the power of God. The Holy Spirit is our way to receive all the power of God. Live a life led by the Holy Spirit. The presence of God is where the power is. Psalms 91, 1. Those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. 
Ephesians 3.20, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Bill, what do you got? Well, he started stealing one of my scriptures, but um, that's okay. That's okay. It's in the Bible, so I'll share it with him. But I, I, as you got, I was actually at the sale barn when you all started texting about this, so I didn't have a whole lot of time to interact on your texting. And anyway, but in that said, you know, as as we're sitting here thinking about this, and and I've actually started working on a, a Bible study on the works of the ministry and what really are the works of the ministry, and and and. Anyway, I'm 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 still in the ground phases of, of putting it together, but I'm sitting here looking at this that whole question of the the disciples, you know, to Jesus, and it's like, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or 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 his parents, that he was born blind, and you know, I'm sitting there thinking about that whole that question right there, and too often as believers. We're stifling, actually stepping out in the works of the ministry that God has called us to do because we're too busy analyzing whose fault everything is. Mm. Whose fault was it this man was blind? Whose fault was it that they got a divorce? Whose fault was it that, you know, I can sit here with my brother, Jr. Whose fault? Was it Jr.'s fault? Because when he was three years old, he lied to his mother. I mean, you know, I'm just making that up, but maybe he did or didn't, but but, you know, we can go and we start analyzing, trying to pinpoint whose fault it is. I mean, at the end of the day, we all have choices. There's an absolute, I'm, I'm totally know that there's choices that each and every one of us are going to make. And there is consequences to the sin, to sin. But in 1 John uh, chapter 3, you know, it talks about those who, who, who practice sin you know, are of the devil and the, and the devil has been sinning since the beginning or the liar since the beginning. But Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. So the works of the enemy is is basically sin, causing people to sin. J.R. touched on John 10.10. Uh, 10. The thief comes except to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it abundantly. At the end of the day, there's only two influences, two spiritual influences that we as human beings are going to fall under. We're going to either fall under the influence of darkness to the devil and his demonic realm, or we're going to fall under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And so when you start analyzing whose fault is it, it's real easy. If it's bringing, uh, if it, if it, it's stealing or stealing, killing and destroying, it's the enemy's fault, period. Yes, we may have partnered with him. We may have made them choices with him. But at the end of the day, that's the influence come. If it's abundantly, we know that that's the works of God. And so when you sit here and you look at this, I love how Jesus' response is. He's not like, really, at the end of the day, we're not going to sit here and analyze who, whose sin it is. He's, he's saying, now watch this. There's death and destruction right here now. This guy is blind. Jesus is like, I'm about to start to demonstrate to you what the work of the ministry is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you the works of the, the Father. And he says, oh, and I love it. I love how he goes and, and spits in some dirt and rubs it in the guy's eye. I don't know. I read 
I've been listening to some pretty well. I always like radical eccentric guys. That's who I listen to as preachers. And, and I like the one guy, he says, I'd rather be spit on by Jesus than kissed by Judas. And, mm-hmm. you know, this reference to this verse right here, you know, when Jesus spits on you, you're going to find healing. When Judas kisses you, you're going to find betrayal, you know. But Amen. so you sit here and I look at this and I'm like, it, it's 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 all about doing the works of the father or doing the works of the ministry, displaying the, the works of the father. And, and, you know, J.R. I think was talking about, you know, how Jesus was bringing, you know, brings more chaos to, to the world around him. But, you know, um, so much of a move of God or, or the display of the works of God is birthed out of controversy. You know, where we're, I, I was talking to a friend of mine, I, I don't know who he's referenced, but he's talking about some English preacher he's listening to. He says, everywhere Paul went, he says, there tend to be a, a, a riot came out of it. He says, everywhere I go to preach, he says, we have tea. <laughs> I was like, man, you know, and so I, you know, you stop and you think about it. When, when, when we're displaying the works of God or when God's working through us, there's going to be controversy. You're you're pushing against the kingdom of darkness, and I mean in the in the in the natural realm, you know, there's people that aren't going to like it, and that's okay, because <laughs> they didn't like what Jesus was doing, and he was doing it perfectly. And yeah. so you know, I just sit here and I look at that, and I'm like, we we can't spend a whole lot of time. Yeah, I think you can gain information ministering to people by finding a little bit of their background and past and maybe some things that went on but at the end of the day we just got to be confronting the darkness that's it Amen. we're confronting darkness with light we're trying to bring forth you know what what jesus has called us to do to go and and heal the sick cleanse the lepers cast out demon raise the raise dead them. you know to 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 wash the feet of of one another to feed the Come sick on. to clothe the the to clothe the naked to give a, a drink to the the thirsty to to uh, you know visit the sick in the hospitals to um, you know visit those that are in prison and all along being led and guided by the Holy Spirit, watching the fruit of the Spirit manifest through us, watching the gifts of the Spirit you know manifesting through us, and at the end of the day, that's what this is about. And Jesus, to me, this is just such a great example. Jesus, like, just this is my quick little paraphrase. He's like. I'm not going to sit here and waste a whole lot of time on who, who who messed up in the physical realm, because at the end of the day, the Romans tells us all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So all of us, that's one right. Of us, yeah, have, have fallen and short of the glory of God. So let's not waste a whole lot of time on that. Now, is this bringing life to this guy, or is it bringing death? Oh, it's bringing death. So now let's let's start displaying the works of God and bring them life and life abundantly. Yeah, Jesus is just being the example. Yeah, spitting their eye. Jesus is just being an example of what we're supposed to be. You know, he's just demonstrating because because if you read a little bit further, you know, because I stopped at eleven, but if you read, I'm sorry, I stopped at twelve, but if you read thirteen, it said they brought him to the Pharisees, the man who had formerly been blind, and you can guarantee that that's the that's the greatest. Uh, that's the worst thing you can do, right? This miracle happens. This man's celebrating. And these people apparently go, 
I, I don't know. We're going to have to take you to the Pharisees and talk about this. That's like going, uh, you know, um, I, I don't know if, I don't know if, if you should be giving food to the, to the homeless and housing the, let's go to the church elders and make sure it's okay. You, you don't have to ask permission to do good. You don't have to ask permission of the church elders to, to love people because it says in, in 14, it says some of the Pharisees said that this man, because the blind man had explained to the Pharisees what had happened. And, and 14 said, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God for he does not keep the Sabbath. It's like, you're not allowed to love people on the Sabbath. He can't be from God because you're not allowed to love people on the Sabbath. That is so not Jesus. It's unbelievable. When you begin to put rules and stipulations on what it looks like to love your neighbor and to care for your neighbor, it's all hung up in legalism and, and condemnation and control and guilt and all those things. Go ahead, Bill. Well, I, I'm just in here, and I, I'm going to throw out the word. I, I never even knew what the word sensationalism was until the last, like, month. I mean, I really did. And then I, I'm not I, – I mean, I listen to all kinds of accounts, but I'm sitting here as you're talking about that. I'm thinking this the, – the, like, the Pharisees are the sensationalists of the day. So, like, this miracle happens, and they're like, well, I don't know. I think the miracles of Jesus haven't gotten here yet. Now, now the sensationalist, somebody can get healed today. Well, God doesn't heal anymore. Be like Jr. getting up out of his wheelchair and somebody trying to tell him that wasn't really of God. Yeah, that wasn't from God because uh, God doesn't do that stuff you know, anymore. And, and God I, doesn't work miracles what, what, anymore. What, I, what, what I'm seeing in this, because I've been really challenged in the last, well, you, you can talk, we, we could go off on some of the conversations Jay and I are and I have had on the phone and through texting I mean, I could sit here for hours and just what I've got is laid on my heart. But see, what it is, is when 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 miracles are manifesting in somebody else and they're not manifesting through me, it brings an accountability to me. Because it says these signs shall follow those who believe John chapter 14, verse 12. He says these signs you shall do an even greater one. So when they don't start manifesting through me. Like God has commanded me to, because he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. His commandments are to go to heal the sick, cleanse the leper, cast out demons, to feed the sick. To, I mean, I can go through the list. I've been studying it. Yeah. And when they're not manifesting and somebody else starts talking about it, 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 it's easy to rise up and go, well, like that, that's not for today. Well, yeah, it is. It's just because I'm lazy and I'm not after it, but it ain't manifesting. And so, and instead of saying, you know what? I need to like find out why this isn't happening in my life. I, or I can be lazy and just be like, well, it ain't for today. Yeah. Yeah. And that's well, the thing. We get that... our blinders on too, right? Selfish, selfish mm -hmm. desire, selfish thinking. We don't feel like we're qualified enough because we're sinners or we're underqualified and whatever. Right. This yeah, that, is pointing it... to right now is the time. It, the works of God are for right now. They are forever. They are for this moment, this time. And when we have that nudge to say something encouraging, to breathe life into a quote-unquote death situation, 
when we have the nudge to pray for somebody to give them to give them grace and mercy to forgive the unforgivable to serve others we got to take our blinders off right we get so wrapped up in our problem the the enemy it's it's a trick of the of the enemy he gets us so wrapped up in, in our own fleshly desires our own fleshly problems our own shortcomings that we don't think we're good enough to do that or we don't think that we're qualified enough to do that we see right here later on in there the the pharisees ask him well how did this happen he, he says the man rubbed some mud on my eyes and when i took a bath i could see He's saying it doesn't matter how it happened. It happened. And it's you what you you looking at it, what you think is stupid. What I'm telling you is is stupid. He might have even agreed that this was crazy. Right. Us three sitting on here can can honestly say I've had moments in my life where I'm like, you won't believe what I'm about to tell you. But this happened and it's a God thing. God wants to be a thing all the time in our lives, whether it's to us or through us. We got to take our blinders off so that he can use our time, our situations, our circumstances, our tests that have become testimonies, our whatever, to breathe life into darkness. Don't worry yeah, it, how yeah. he wants to do it. Just let well, him do it. Yeah, it, it's it's we overcomplicate things and think the only thing that that's a miracle is is raising someone from the dead or is healing healing a, a lame a lame person or whatever. We don't we can't wrap our minds around the miracle is stepping through your faith and going out and loving your neighbor, going out and serving, being obedient to God. Like like Bill said, look, if you love me, you're going to obey my commands. Um, you know, let's start small. Let Let's just start with with you loving see your miracles neighbor. in my life. This 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 scripture holds true and dear to my heart right now because there I've I've started sharing part of this journey. I started way back in August, saying I was going to, and then got lackadaisical. I'm posting stuff on social media. One because I hate social media, and two because I'm a work hard behind closed doors and show everybody the 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 final product. But I've been nudged for a, a few months now to be sharing more, to be posting more, to be and and I was I was texting Billy the other day as a, he t he told me good post on the on the first one and it's it's humbling for me because I'm a broken man in a broken world serving a big God and I I don't know I feel <coughs> like I I lack giving all the glory to god like i'm i'm like i try my hardest to to praise jesus's name and to point the glory to him and yes i am working hard and yes i'm seeing i'm seeing seeing fruits from my hard work and these things but when people tell me good job or that was motivational or that was inspirational it makes me shake my head because i'm like i don't feel like I don't know. I'm not a celebrity and I'm not some of these things, but I, I have to be real too. That it doesn't, that isn't what it's about. It's about the seeds of God that are getting planted, the seeds of life that are getting planted, the seeds of light that are getting planted into darkness. So 
I I started revealing more more or sharing more stuff on on social media and trying to take obedience in that shed encouragement and to shed inspiration and to point people to Jesus to these things. The slide stop that I hit or the cow work that is coming along. Yeah, those are miracles. Those are those are those are progress. Those are those are things that I honestly didn't know if I would get accomplished. I like I I did in my mind because I'm wired that way. I knew that my hard work that I would get better, right? But you want to know real miracles in my life? I've had I haven't stuck a gun in my mouth, but I've had freaking them suicidal prayers and to get through that. That is a miracle to be freaking sitting in this wheelchair still still today. Um, not relying on trying to find happiness in the bottom of a bottle. That is a miracle. Um, my heart has been changed. My thoughts have been changed. P I have people come to me complaining about little problems in their life. And for me to respond with a tender, compassionate heart and share encouragement and inspiration into somebody that is a miracle because sometimes my instant response is why the heck are you crying in your freaking cheerios to me why don't you come put one day in my shoes right mm -hmm. and these sorts of things those are miracles in my life <laughs> people right. i people tell me all the time i don't know if i could do it i don't know if i could have the attitude you have yeah you can that is a miracle. That's what Jesus wants to do for your life, too. That's what God wants to do for your life, too. You can find freaking joy through your suffering. You can find James 1, 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when trouble come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. That when your faith is chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete needing nothing it doesn't say if troubles come our way we're all gonna face troubles we're all gonna face trials we're all gonna face hardships we're all gonna have emotions we're all gonna have frustrations in life we're all gonna have seasons of banging our head off the wall because we can't get something figured out right sometimes it's gonna take a day sometimes it might take three months but we can all find joy in our troubles how? Through Jesus Christ. <laughs> Those are miracles. You want to see, you want to see real life resurrection. You want to see healing power. You want to see, you want to see demons casted out. You want to see leprosy healed. You want to see these things. You better start seeing the little miracles in your life first so that God can show you real life miracles, big time miracles. And all of them point to Jesus. People ask me, well, how come? I don't know if I could. Well, I honestly don't know how I haven't put a gun in my mouth at some points in my life either. Other than at that turning point, at that why, what did I do? I started praying. And it was in that season, in that moment, in that prayer, in that something, that God showed me something. Jesus showed me that I matter. Jesus showed me that he had a purpose. Jesus showed me that he was going to make good come from this situation. It was in that at that crossroads that Jesus showed me that he loved me, that his grace and mercy was good enough. It was sufficient enough. All I had to do is believe and my belief takes, takes obedience. And the more that I'm obedient to that, the more I grow and the more that my heart's changed, the more that my mind's changed. Those are real life miracles. 
I just, you know, JR's talking about this and about him out there and, and doing the work of the ministry and, and, and what he's doing. And so, JR, I got a question for you. Um, have you been appointed an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, a pastor, or a teacher? You, you, you don't hold one of those offices in the church at this point in time, correct? Okay, correct. and I, I say this because, see, see, I, I just want to rewind to that whole thought is they brought him uh, him who was blind formerly to the Pharisees. Well, the Pharisees had built this system that everybody needed to be reliant upon them and not reliant upon God. And so often in, in the church mentality is, is, well, the fivefold ministry was given by God for them to go do the work of the ministry. And we're going to tell them what they need to do. And we'll bring everybody to the church to do that. And, and, and it's so so counterproductive of what God has called us to do. It says that he himself gave the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body. And we go through all of the things. And so at the end of the day, you know, as 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 quote unquote, one of the fivefold ministry offices, my job is, is to equip the saints to go do the work of the ministry to to. To, you know, to get people off of their blessed assurance and to go into the world. And and that's the whole, whole thing. The first, you know, I tell Kevin's student, you know, two-thirds of God's name is go. You know, so the first thing we need to learn to do is go. And I was so blessed that I run into a guy, and I, uh, well, it's one of my elders, but he, he leads a constitutional class of, of uh, David Barnes. He's done it at Grass Range a few times, and some of the church here in Lewistown asked him to come in and, and lead it. And, you know, they were talking about uh, how um, he was leading it. And then a bunch of them, same people that we got a lot of controversy going in our uh, school system and some of the school board stuff that's going on here in Lewistown right now. And a bunch of them drove in from grass range to just go attend that school board meeting, because that's really the church being a voice, the church going and having a presence in these situations. And I, I told Roy, I says, I'm blessed to have those kind of people that are, that, that are willing to go out and do, you know, as opposed to, well, it's past your job, it's past your job, it's past your job. And, and so when we break down this mentality, well, let's take him to the pastor. No, I tell people, I says, man, if you get somebody saved, make sure you get them baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit before you drag them in the church and the church messes them up. Right on. Mm -hmm. Right on. You know, I just I had that conversation. I just had that conversation with our students last week before I went into the hospital. I said, I said, you have this misconception or this idea that church is, is only is a building that you go to. And look, I go to church on Sunday morning. I drive to Cody every Sunday morning, go to church. But that's not necessarily my church group. And I, I, draw, I draw on the board. My church are the, the, the two or three mentors that I intentionally invited into my life to invest in me and my wife. And, and, and they're not my church pastor and Cody. They're individuals that I know that are, that are spiritually farther along than I am, that invest in me, that pour into me. But then I've got my band of brothers, you guys right here, you know, the guys that I've intentionally invited into my life to say, look, I you, you we are pulling in the same direction. We have a, a desire to, 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 to see the same things happen in the kingdom of God. And then I have people I'm investing in because Look, if you're being poured into, you need to be pouring out or you're just going to be come the Dead Sea. And and that Amen. really is my church. And and not everybody in that circle knows each other or or agrees with each other. And the most interesting thing is that of the people that are 
in my life, in my my church group, my guys, none of those, none of you guys, you guys aren't all lined up exactly the same theologically. You're, you're, you're not all, we're not all yes men going, yeah, I, we agree 100% theologically because we, we have a vast, we have the primary things, most of the secondary things, and then our, our greatest debate exists in the tertiary issues of biblical things that are, that are not salvation issues. Our salvation issues are all lined up, and that's my church. Those are the people that that I go to the most, you guys, my mentors, right? But I still go to church on Sunday morning. My church is the people that I've in, intentionally in, invited into my life, not people that are trying to control me, not people that are trying to, to uh, make sure that, you know, they're not, they're not sitting here browbeating a theology into me that, look, you're not saved if you're not believing this theology, which is what the Pharisees were doing right here. The Pharisees are saying, look, you're not allowed to love on Sundays. You're not allowed to love people on Sundays. It, that's against the rules. You are not from God if you're loving people on Sundays. Well, that's that's so not Jesus. That the whole reason Jesus came was to show them how to be like Jesus. And he was being like Jesus and the Pharisees were being like Satan. Yeah, it's just there again. They they brought him they brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees and it's just uh, you know, it's like I mean, I, I, you obviously want to always have the backstory of this, but you know, then that whole interaction starts in, and like you say, yeah, they're going like, well, Jesus isn't being like Jesus because he's, you know, loving on the Sabbath, and, <laughs> and, and you know, you're just going like, what in the world here? But it's like, you know, I, I you wonder what with the controversy of you know just Jesus walking the earth, you know, where they they looking for the Pharisees to validate the miracle, or were they looking for them to oppose the miracle? And really, at the end of the day, they really came with some opposition of it. But yet, on the other hand, you know, you know, you, you read down through there, and one thing I know, you know, in verse twenty-five, he answered, "Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know: uh, though I was blind, now I see." You know, and it's <laughs> like there, there's that evidence, that evidence of the work of God in someone's life, and. Because I agree with you, Kevin. Yeah, we oftentimes think the miracle is, is you know, just you know. I mean, and I like the, you know, I, I don't. I always tell, you know, I like even your students. I think about when I minister there. I says, you know, we 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 need to be serving people and, and feeding the poor with the power of the Holy Spirit. In the end, of the, that really even has to flow through us. But we so often are looking for the big manifestations and. Wife and the kids and I were having this discussion the other night of, you know, how do we live out the Matthew 25, you know, when I was hungry, you clothed me when I was sick. And and I said, you know, I think sometimes, and you said it, Kevin, I'll reiterate it, start with the small thing, you know, maybe it is going and, you know, we were talking about how so often we feel like the people that are nursing homes feel like they're in, in, in a prison, you know, they, they've had this freedom all their life and they get to the end of their life and they feel like they're, they're, they're in essence. And I says, you know, if we start by, I says, what else can manifest from that? But if I at least go, none of the rest of it's going to come behind it. Because the first thing we're supposed to do is go, period. I mean, yeah. the Great Commission, go. Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter 16, go. You know, and so without the going, none of the rest of it's going to follow. 
we have to, I think, you know, the first thing to have is go, whether, whatever that looks like, you know, I, 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 I really try to make it my life that as I am, I'm always looking for opportunity. Mm-hmm. How do I bless somebody? How do I preach the gospel? I encourage, I has found out that, uh, chairlifts at a ski ski slope is a great preach the gospel because you have nine minutes of a ball. I mean, they, they, they can jump, but you don't have to ski down the hill and continue with the laying on of hands or something. Just when you start, you know, when you stay in tune with yeah. what the Holy Spirit's doing while you're going, the rest of it starts to flow out of you. It's 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 the works of the ministry because there's work involved, but it just becomes an outflow of your life is what I'd like to encourage people. And I'm not percent, but I, I really very intentional part of my life. The sale barn, there was a cow that had a back tag number six 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 on it. Man, the devil's cow, you one of them, and you know, from there you can preach the gospel. He can yeah. start on what 6-6 means and how it's man wanting to be completed in himself, but how the danger of it is and how we need Jesus in our life. And so when you when you start having that intentionality of that, you start thinking, oh, man, there's opportunity to get life here. There's opportunity to get life here. There's opportunity to get life into this situation. So, Nailing it on the nail there. And the... Yeah. Lately, and it's been different periods in my life, too, but you said he didn't come to, or he didn't come to be served, but to serve others, right? And he also said that uh, healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. So as I try to implement those in my life, that's what I'm supposed to be doing also, right? I'm supposed to be serving not being served. There's going to be people that serve me, that humble me. There's going to be people that do things for me, help me out, that bless me, that humble me. It's my job to accept the blessings and pay it forward also, right? Through my services. And our actions, a lot of times, preach just as loud as our words. And people, this how this is this is where my mind's been for quite a while there so we all have choices right and we we day to day we we do things we we make choices on the things we're going to do whether that be work our nine to five job whether that be work a day on the ranch whether that be take a day off and whatever whether that be going to town to get groceries whatever it is and every single day i come in contact with others and with people and that interaction might be the only jesus that they see that day it might be the only jesus they see in their whole life i don't know so i have an opportunity through my actions and through my words to be jesus to preach the gospel to serve others whether that's hold the door for the little lady she's and change her day whether that be buy somebody's coffee behind me coffee line whether that be whatever just to be a service keep your eyes open for opportunities to serve others and your actions may lead to opportunities to preach the gospel 
So as you're going, keep our eyes open. Take Die to our flesh, pick up our cross and follow him, right? Die to my flesh, keep my eyes open for ways to serve others, to, to serve the people that I come in contact with. And through those actions, see what opportunities arise to share the gospel. Why do you act that way? Why do you... Why do you give? Why do you why do you care? Why do you whatever? There those the 666 tag number, the whatever, those opportunities are rampant throughout our days if we'll keep our eyes open to them. Yeah. You, 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 I had a situation a while back and, and and I was in the gas station and I had access to this gas, she had a neck brace on and and, you know, I was just having a conversation with her and I, you know, care. And I was like, hey, what happened to your neck? And her manager piped up and started making some just bad comments. And I'll be honest, I stood up for the L. I'm not going to say I said it right and perfectly because really he was just being a jerk. And anyway, but in that, in the, you know, and, and I walked out of there and I was like, you know, I felt like I needed to stand up with her for her. And over time, I was like, yeah, you could have handled it better. And and, and anyway, at that said, but because I stood up for this gal and that that moment of her weakness, you know, and I'm sure she was feeling a lot of things, having just messed up her neck and a neck brace on and trying to work and everything. And, you know, but but just in that moment, I, I praise God that he uses it. He uses <laughs> broken people like me because, you know, now I go in there and I mean, she's, she, you know, I say, how you doing? And she's, well, good. You know, the Lord's taking care of me. And. And, you know, different things like that. And and she's made some things that, yeah, I could argue with her theology and it's not right. But it's still because of that moment there, it's opened the door to have many conversations with her. And the other day I was in there and I was like, so how's things going? I'm not feeling very well. I was like, oh, it's too bad. It's rough being at work. Because, you know, and then she starts talking, sharing to me how she has some heart problems and stuff, you know. And so just like you say, JR, you know, uh, the moments that we just stop and say, how can I be a blessing to this person? How can I, you know, stand up for him in that moment or open the door? You know, all of those things open, you know, it's not, I, I wasn't sitting there going like, well, I have to take you to my pastor so he can talk. Well, I don't know who my pastor is, half of my problem, but nonetheless, you know, I, you know, you're not, I'm not sitting there saying, well, I got to take you to so-and-so in the church because they're calling us to evangelize. I'm just like, no, this woman had a moment of that she was being wrongly treated by her. Yeah. And she was the neighbor right there at that moment. And so, yeah, I think, you know, at the end of it, but I just, I just, as I sit here and think of this is that, that, you know, when Jesus showed up, something was different after he left, you know, cause the guy's like, well, I don't know if he was a sitter or not, but one thing I know I was blind, but now I see. That's exactly and so I right. think that's the thing. That's the thing we have to understand is, is, is when we show up with the Holy Spirit in us, that things will be different when we leave. Mm, you know, so I, I, I tell people, I says, if I shake your hand, you're going to have an encounter with the Lord. And they'll look at you, I'll be like, well, yeah, because he lives in me. I said, you might not understand it or even feel it, but something's going to happen in you. If you don't show, uh, if, mm. if you show up with the Holy Spirit in you, something's going to happen. That's powerful words right there. That's powerful yeah, words. And so, you know, and so it, it's, it's, it's. And don't downplay them. Exactly. Don't downplay those things. Amen. Ephesians 3.20, all glory to God who is able 
through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So in that moment, you had you had a choice whether to stick up for her or not. And by letting the Holy Spirit, who is able at work within you, give you the boldness and courage enough to stick up for her, it has done infinitely more than you might have asked or thought right there in that moment. Don't downplay you're, you're, those little things. Hey Amen. Usually I don't need the Holy Spirit giving me more boldness, JR. I usually need him to put <laughs> the bit in the mouth and keep me from saying something that I shouldn't or reacting put, with physical violence. Put the, put the chain bit in his mouth and, and, and jerk hard on it. Yeah. <laughs> that, sometimes that Bill wants bit. to brace up against that bit. <laughs> yeah, that mule bit that I got hanging in my trailer, I've never put in the mouth of a horse, but God's like, Bill, you need this. Just just carry this with you, buddy. But you're Keep right. You got to quit downplaying what God's doing through us and in us. Because I had a moment on Sunday. I got on a guy about his drinking, and I felt like it was the Lord to tell me to tell him that. And I'm going to go see him Thursday now and say, okay, buddy, now that we've had that conversation, how can I help you walk through this? But because but, oh, I think it. sometimes- that's it. How can I help I think, you walk through this? Because That's I think it. too often pe people think that love will always give goosebumps. My mama gave me bumps once in a while out of love, and they weren't mm -hmm. goosebumps Amen. either. You know, and, and it's that's the thing, you know, even look at Jesus and what he'd say at times. And at the end of it all, and that's what I finally told the guy when I walked away from him. I says, it's because I care for you and I appreciate you is why I'm telling you these things. You know, and he did. He, he, he's had several situations that should have cost his death. And every time, well, the Lord, thank the good Lord. And, you know, and he, the, how do I say this? And I don't want to underscore it, but, you know, it, it's it's the right religious answer because the pastor's standing there kind of a situation. And, you know, and I just finally told him, you know, there's a whole lot more to this than. And then I just kind of got it. But yeah, it's it. But in that too is, you know, it, it, it's sometimes submitting ourselves to the Holy Spirit. He's going to make have us say things that in the moment we're going to walk away shaking our heads going like, did I just say that? But yet at the end of the day, I can guarantee you that guy's been chewing on that since I talked to him, too. And now I can go in and say, OK, now that you've had time for you and the Holy Spirit to work on this. How can we help you no longer be blind to what you're doing and be able to say, now I see? Mm, so well, hey, look, this uh, that's that's it, man. That's it. There's a lot of power in the words that were said tonight, and I believe they were straight from Jesus. Um, and and look, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you you need to get to know Him. Uh, take some time, be in the Word of God, be in the Book of John. Start if you've never read the Bible, read read John. Just read John. Uh, don't don't wander anywhere else. Just spend some time reading the Book of John. Get to know Jesus Christ. Uh, surround yourself or, or, or get with somebody that's spiritually mature and can help you and disciple you and spend time with you and, and just develop and grow your prayer life, prayer and worship. You know, those are three important things that you can be, that you can be participating in to grow in your faith and to grow in Jesus. But I'm going to tell you right now that, that the wages of sin are death and Jesus died for that. And Jesus died right. for you and for your sin. So I just want to encourage you. Hey, if you don't know Jesus, get to know him. And uh, once you profess him as, as Lord over your life, then be about the business of the kingdom. Uh, and and mm -hmm. don't get hung up in in uh, in religious 
legalism. Don't get hung up in, in laws. Don't get hung up in anything. Get hung up in who Jesus is. And, uh, and look, you got any questions? Send us an email at acowboyconnection at gmail.com. Send any one of us a message on social media. We'll do our best to respond to you. We'll pray for you. We'll get you a Bible, whatever you need. But, uh, man, Jesus is strong. Uh, he's a powerful, life-changing name. And uh, a lot of good things said tonight. I encourage you to go back and write down some of these some of these things that were said tonight because they were powerful. Guys, any closing thoughts? Not good stuff. Okay, I'm going to close this out in prayer. How's that? Sounds good. Father, thank you so much for opportunity to be with my brothers to grow and to be challenged and to to just be empowered by you. And I pray that anyone listening to this that wants wants to know you more, that you would begin to work in them and you'd give them the direction they need, that you'd be powerful in their lives. I pray for those who listen to this regularly, that they would continue to grow in your in your in the knowledge of who you are and your power and your presence, that they would walk in your peace, walk in your understanding, and that they would be empowered to go out and share the love of Jesus to their neighbor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Awesome stuff. God bless. We'll be back soon.